Nuts Name Taken Podcast. Welcome to the show. My name is Michael Marshall, and I'm actually one of thousands of Michael Marshalls across the world. For as long as I can remember, I have known that I was but one uh, among many great Michael Marshalls past and present. So each week on this show, I interview or explore the history of another Michael Marshall. And this week, I am kicking off the podcast. So welcome to my very first show. I am so stoked to share this project with an audience. Um, I have so much in store for everyone, particularly if you are a fellow Michael Marshall. But before we get into a weekly rhythm of interviews, I thought I'd spend the first episode introducing myself and my mission with this project. So where does this project come from? Uh, Well, like I said before, I am a Michael Marshall. I was born in the late 80s uh, when a Mike Marshall was playing for the LA Dodgers, and I remember having his baseball card. So I knew there were others out there um, from a very early age. The funny thing about having a common name is that you're reminded of it at weird times like that. Um, The internet, too, has really changed that experience, and it's made me more aware of the other Michael Marshalls out there all the time. I, um, I remember it being a struggle to get the AOL instant message username I wanted, and then a Yahoo email, and then a Hotmail email, and then a MySpace, uh, and then Gmail, right? It just went on forever. So we Michael Marshalls do occasionally get each other's emails. And in the early days of Facebook, when we were all still on there, we had a group where we used to try and figure out who those misfired emails were actually intended for. Um, And that's kind of cool, but it's also kind of weird. Because sure, many people have met someone who shares their first name, but not everyone knows people who share their full name. Definitely sometimes it felt neat like we were all on a team, um, but other times it felt kind of challenging. Like it was tougher to be notable in an already crowded field. Does that make any sense? Like... When I really got into science fiction literature as a teen and thought I'd try my hand at writing, I found out about prolific, decorated author Michael Marshall Smith, who, by the way, has already been interviewed for this podcast. And later on, uh, as a musician, I realized I'd be competing with the prolific Grammy-nominated mandolinist Mike Marshall. He is incredible. He shreds. Um, And, you know, up until this year... The various faceless Michael Marshalls were just part of my general cosmology. I just knew and accepted they were out there. But this past year, as you know, uh, hasn't exactly been a banner year for the United States, right? And not not exactly highly ranked. And a lot of Michael Marshall-related things happened to me um, that made me want to do something bigger with this. So the first thing was... I had to set up a portfolio, and it's impossible to find a web domain that can even feature my name. So Michael Marshall, Mike Marshall, Michael Marshall Arts, uh, Michael Marshall Design, everything is taken. Um, I actually got a collections notice, too, for a Michael H. Marshall somewhere in Florida. So that was fun to sort out. Um, But by the way, if you were out there, Michael H. Marshall of Florida, I still want to interview you. So like many of you... um, I'm having a tough time with work this year. 
but I find myself having to give hiring managers really specific information about how to Google me because I am not one of the Michael Marshalls with exceptional SEO. So, you know, enough is enough. I want to know who the others out there are and what they're really like. And like any millennial, I saw this as a flimsy excuse to fire up a podcast. And here we are. Now, who am I who is so knowledgeable in the ways of Michael Marshalls? I'm not sure that I, in particular, am very notable among Michael Marshalls, uh, but let me give you a brief background. I'm a native of Chicago, Illinois, and I'm running this podcast out of a bedroom in the Chicago area. Uh, but for years and years uh, and years, the majority of my 20s, I lived in Beijing, China. I was part of creative communities. I booked gigs. I organized art exhibitions. I played in bands. I published comic books. I voice acted. I did all sorts of arty things. Probably six or seven years ago, I went way too deep into French philosophy and came out of it fixated on this concept called the spectacle. And it was coined by this revolutionary art collective called the Situationists. So spectacles to Situationists are these cultural events that cause publics to uh, suddenly come into contact with the abstract architecture of society. I like to think of it as suddenly seeing the binary code of the Matrix, or discovering the Wizard of Oz is some dude, like pulling steampunk levers. So spectacles cause viewers to, ideally, suddenly view the absurdity of social structure so that they might see the world differently or more fully. And the Situationists thought of spectacles as stuff like putting priceless artworks in bars, like guerrilla theater or art demonstrations, okay? It was the late 60s. So you do still see their influence in contemporary artists like Banksy, for example. Spectacles to Situationists generally were supposed to be shocking and not necessarily fun. And in some cases, they were pretty mean-spirited. So for the last several years, as an arty person and an organizer, um, I've tried to create spectacles that were more benevolent, or I've always wanted to create positive, absurd experiences uh, that can change the ways we all experience each other and the world around us. I like to think my projects let me and others see more richness and color in the world around us. So something goofy and absurd like this podcast about Michael Marshall's absolutely fits the bill for a me, Michael Marshall, social art project. Um, some of my past projects might come up through the course of this podcast, but for now, I think that's basically my origin story for you. Um, and that's where I'm approaching this ridiculous podcast from. So I hope we can all use this to uh, view our names, identities, and most importantly, Michael Marshalls, with a lot more thoughtfulness or something. I mentioned this term, but I really want to flesh out the idea of a common name as a concept on this first podcast. Uh, you can't see it, but you may have heard a change in my tone there because I did air quotes to absolutely no one. It's like common name. 
Um, a common name is, in my opinion, different from a generic name like John Smith, where it's just like the standard default name. Michael Marshall is common enough a name uh, that we are everywhere, but not so common that it's a generic household name. And you know what? I think this might be why people tend to mix us up, because they don't expect there to be tons of us. So I'm sure many of you, if not all of you listening, at some point have met someone who shares your first name or given name or whatever you want to call it. Um, Michael was the most basic boy's name in America for like 40 years. So I've never been more than six feet away from another Michael my entire life. But having a common first and last name is a different story. And it plays into how you view your own identity and uniqueness in an odd way. Because we, and when I say we, I'm talking about Michael Marshalls. We're not related at all. But then again, we're all occupying each other's core identity marker. So it sure feels like we are something, or at least we should have some kind of affinity. I've coined and been using the term namekin. We Michael Marshalls are namekin. And I've been digging, and here's what I've found on just how many namekin we Michael Marshalls have. So if this episode so far has actually made you curious about how common your full name is, um, at least in the United States, you can check out a website called howmanyofme.com. Uh, how Many of Me draws on recent U.S. Census data to give you a pretty solid estimate of how many living namekin you have right now. So, for example, right now in the United States, there are 48,000 John Smiths. 48,000 people named John Smith. So, like I said, that's pretty generic. Now, there are 4.4 million Michaels in America. And there are 200,000 surnamed Marshalls. So for Michael Marshalls, there are a whopping 2,892 full-on Michael Marshalls. And that's just in the United States. I have already reached out to or found many Canadian, British, and South African Michael Marshalls. So we're probably somewhere around four to 5,000 strong globally. But let's say I only focus on those Americans. If I released one interview with a Michael Marshall per week, I would still have 55 years worth of podcasts of exclusively American Michael Marshalls. So if anyone expected this to dry up in four months, don't worry about it. I will definitely die before I can interview every living Michael Marshall on earth for this podcast. And if that's not enough, I've also discovered many great Michael Marshalls of the past who now feast in the halls of our own Michael Marshall version of Valhalla. Between the 1840s and 1950s, about 45 Michael Marshalls emigrated to the United States through Ellis Island in New York. And there were, of course, also countless homegrown Michael Marshalls throughout our history, too. I have found historic inventors... Uh, spaghetti Western actors, and others who have left a historical record that we can explore and celebrate on this podcast too. So it is seriously Michael Marshall's all the way down. So let's talk about the mission and goals of the show. 
really, I want us all to better understand a handful of key things. First, who owns Michael Marshall at AOL.com? And who is squatting on michaelmarshall.com? These are my decades-long burning questions. But somewhat more thoughtfully, I'm asking myself and my guests the types of questions anyone would of a real or imagined community. And that is, is there something that makes us all similar? Do we have any kind of shared experience? Is there something about being a Michael Marshall that only other Michael Marshalls can really get? And I'm also wondering if there's something genuinely special about us Michael Marshalls. Here's why. I'm sure at some point you've Googled your own name. Try Googling mine. I am not one of the Michael Marshalls that can easily be found uh, by a straightforward Google search. Let me show you what I mean. So here, um, if you want to follow along at home, I'm opening up an incognito on Chrome and I'm going to Google and I'm just typing in Michael Marshall with two L's and here is what we have. Um, author Michael Marshall Smith, he's published over 90 short stories, tons of novels, would probably be down to wrap up Winds of Winter. Mike Meezy, the hip-hop artist whose real name is, you guessed it, Michael Marshall. Uh, and then a disambiguation page on Wikipedia for Michael Marshall. Um, Michael Marshall, an architect. Michael Marshall, another podcaster, but from the UK. See, I'm not even the podcasting Michael Marshall. Michael Marshall, the victim of police brutality in Denver, Colorado, whose story is being shared by the ACLU. This is just page one. I mean, does it seem like there are a lot of notable Michael Marshalls? Like more than John Smith's even? Is there such a thing as nominative determinism? Or psychic unity? Or is this privilege? Or does the universe have a special plan for us? Is this just some kind of confirmation bias from another Michael Marshall? Or are we doing some particularly cool stuff as a name-kin community? I'm hoping we'll get some answers to these questions. And then finally, in that sea of Michael Marshalls, where it is so easy to feel like you are a Michael Marshall among many, competing for visibility, in what context are we each the Michael Marshall? What makes each of us special or unique? What is each of our own personal story as a Michael Marshall? What do we all individually contribute to the grand shared story of our name? Because it's amazing to be an award-winning author like Michael Marshall Smith or Michael Marshall, but it's also amazing to be Michael Marshall, the really cool dad, Mike Marshall, the hands-on math teacher, or just a really well-adjusted Michael Marshall that knows a lot more than the typical Michael Marshall about fly fishing. I'm out to celebrate all Michael Marshalls of all perspectives and walks of life. So Michael Marshalls, you are each and every one of you special to me. So I have a big reach goal with this podcast. You might have noticed it's called Name Taken, not Michael Marshall Podcast or something. And that's in part uh, because it kind of communicates one pretty big shared experience we all have, you know, trying to find a username. But it also leaves this podcast open-ended to hopefully down the line, 
support a diversity of common names under a single umbrella of name taken. So if you are someone else, not a Michael Marshall, but a Sarah Peterson, for example, and you have a common but not a generic name, and you would like to illuminate your namekin community with me, please reach out. Let's join forces. Uh, so this is it for my very first episode. And quickly, I need to thank Miles Kalchik for the effort he put into my original intro and outro jams. I need to thank Carolyn, Megan, and Trey for all their help consulting on this podcast and the concept in my early edits. Join me next week when my interviews kick off with a bang. I interview hugely accomplished, prolific, and acclaimed author Michael Marshall Smith, who currently occupies the number one spot on a Google search and in my heart for Michael Marshall's. Our chat was an absolute blast. Don't miss out. Um, I haven't come up with a great closer, and I probably won't. So if you or someone you know is a Michael Marshall, or if you share the plight of a common name, reach out and share your story. Thanks. Thanks.